Hi, and welcome to the Pay and Break Quarterly Slush Pile. I'm so glad that you've um, tuned in and turned on to this show. Uh, what we do is discuss poems that have been submitted to Pay and Break Quarterly and essentially have an editorial meeting um, on air. Uh, so we have not reviewed these ahead of time. We haven't took it. We did review them ahead of time. Oops. We haven't discussed them with each other ahead of time. Um, but here we are. And I'm feeling like giggly and even nervous because Marion's right next to me. <laughs> and slushies, we are giggling and nervous <laughs> together. We've had like 85 cups of coffee. Well, there's an espresso machine in the hotel. <laughs> and not just coffee, folks. Yes. espresso exactly. um so after staying up till you know about two or so yesterday we were working um we were working <laughs> um so so this we and me and all this giggling i'm kathleen volkmiller and this is marion wren and we are calling uh into the show today from a beautiful posh hotel in charlotte south carolina north carolina north carolina <laughs> i don't know where i am <laughs> I was on the Amtrak for so long. Yeah, a day's journey on the Amtrak. That I feel like maybe I'm in California. Yeah, I know it. I know. Um, the the hotel is called the Ivies, and it's in Charlotte, North Carolina. And that's why we are here and giggling together. Um, but there's other people on the call. One of them being Samantha Nugabauer. Hi, Sam. Hi. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Samantha. And I just want to say, since the last time we recorded, I also saw Kathy and Marion. So I uh, feel very beloved by everyone here. And uh, I'll I'll shoot it up north to Dagny. Oh, thanks, Sam. Dagny Forest here, just outside of Canada's capital. Um, it's snowing. We we have the winter that's an unwinter. It's back on right now. Um, so yeah, I can pretend it's the frozen north for a little while. <laughs> so beautiful. Nice. We haven't seen much snow at all. Uh, what a couple of days before Christmas, there was a snow rain situation, you know, that's about it. Yeah, we've been getting the rain too. It's been interesting. Yeah, yeah. And we also have, uh, as our sound engineer, the person who makes the magic actually happen, Talia Thomas. Yeah. Hello, Talia. Hi, I'm Talia Thomas. Um, I'm here in Philadelphia, which is a bit rainy for the past few days with a lot of lightning, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> hopefully it will get better in the next week or so. Right, right. It should. It should someday soon. We're having, you know, just such a warming trend as everybody knows, right? We don't even need to talk about the weather. We're not here to talk about the weather. We're yeah. here to talk about poetry by John Leonard. Uh, very excited to do so. And I think we've had enough Falderall. Falderall. Falderall time over. We're about to read three poems by John Leonard. Two poems. Two poems by John Leonard. Yep. And um, I think that I will um, voluntold Dagny. Oh, Dagny, read yeah, that Because, you know, one. let's just start strong. Let's just jump right in here. Oh, wonderful. Well, I get to start with Psalm. So Psalm by John Leonard. Psalm, prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Nomad, no man, no son, father, son. I am bright, rusted, and wretched. You turn the doorknob right, hot shower and cold bathroom tile. I was wrapped in that small soaked rug, 
a place that filled the garden of our souls, superior and sown, stones dancing across a lake. Look how Christian a puddle of vomit can be. You held me, let me breathe into your arm. You forked my tongue and sewed a map to North Dakota with that black medial lace. For hell's sake, I am holy, holy, calm, and true. Be escaped, be fallen, black, and blue. My call to evaporate pulled upwards to the real adventure. Wide awake now, bruised vanity, summer of head colds and bodies washed up on the pebbled shore. If I took it back, my sunglassed future glance, my walk of muses, my pacing lonely apartments, spitting on each and every brick. If I took it back, but not what I've suddenly become, a contrail of promises, sci-fi crimes, Saturn in the traffic. I'm chasing altars to the daylight of you. Feels like I feel it, prone to rip the husk of your lips. Still the rusted sun of red starlight, gospel music touching lovers in the limo behind the hearse. I am lime, let moonlight citrus me further. Then Sunday will come and sweep it all away back into the Rose Quartz River of a song. Great wow. reading. Well, wow. <laughs> what a poem. What a poem is right. What a poem. It just goes into the most bizarre and fascinating places. And the language is a delight to like follow on the page too, right? It sounds like rich, but watching the language play on the page is part of the delight slushies. So go take a look at this poem too. Uh, yeah, totally agree. And I, I love that that very sort of um, start, uh, very, very short and sharp kind of beginning, the prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it, no man, no man, no son, and so on. And but then just a few lines in, it all feels like it opens up a little bit and becomes a little bit more generous or something but I just I loved that I loved the way it kind of grabbed me and then and and pulled me along and I love the pauses in the middle the the kishoras I think um it really requires you to slow down and read it and really savor it all and the poem is getting longer right the lines are getting longer it feels like as we go down um and it it kind of seems to then be seeping with meaning in the same way almost. Um, it was just a real delight to read. Sam, you said Kajura. I think it's Sajura and I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> hey, this is a perfect moment. Explain. <laughs> I think it's Sajura as well. But I don't know what And let, let's um yeah. Let's explain it to my brother, David. Oh, David. Remember, yeah. we're going to do this. Poetry yeah. concepts. Whenever, brother David. Right. David. Whenever we feel we need some more info on a poetry concept, we explain it to my brother, David. So, <laughs> Sam, you said it. So now you got to define it and explain it and everything. All things. <laughs> oh, well, I was just assuming it was uh, like an Italian Latin root word and that sound like cello or whatnot just is how I always say it 
But I always say it uh, with a little doubt in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, can you also explain it? We'll look up the pronunciation. Sure, I'm talking about the break in the middle of a line uh, of poetry. Uh, And in this poem, we have we have several actually uh, from from the from the very start in the very first line actually, um, and uh, like a period, just like a line in prose. That's what it looks like. Exactly right. So those the the periods are hard stops, right? Terminal stops in the middle of the line that slow down the reading of the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, and so Sejuro's work in a couple ways. It's either grammatical, like Sam's pointing out, or you can actually see them like poems that use space across the page, right? Like the sort of like force the stop by using white space. Um, yeah, and so, and Sam, you're right. I looked, it is in Greek or Latin, right? So, and it's according- You gotta play the pronunciation thing. Okay. Sejura. 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 Did you guys get it? Yeah. All right. So yeah. Like this, 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 this Google guy is kind of sexy. <laughs> it doesn't work, do I think, right? <laughs> like asking you to say for a asking you to like go to the restaurant with him. Double back. <laughs> um, so thank you very much for that. Uh, you know, I got all confused when you said that. And what I, because I am thinking so much about the middle of the poem. So slushies, this is a really dense poem. There are no stanza breaks. Um, The lines are, you know, pretty, they're long-ish. Yeah, it's not like a skinny snake of a poem at all. It's all left justified with no stanza breaks. So when you feed me a dense poem like that, and then of course the language was also dense. When you feed me something like this, you need to give me something smack in the middle that makes me still hanging on to every word and getting closer and closer to the poem. And I loved this middle. And I think it's the only moment that we get the kind of stuff we get there. Um, For hell's sake, I am holy, holy, calm and true. Be escaped, be fallen black and blue. So there's that Caesar in there, but that repetition, um, hell is capitalized. Like all of that does make me lean in rather than start to tire out, you know? Uh, Oh, yeah. And I needed it as well. Yeah, it makes you recommit because it is, it is heavy going in a good way. In, I think in a really good way, but it is heavy going and you need that kind of, that ah, you know that you know the, the rhyme itself is 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 unexpected, and so it feels good. Mm. I, I also felt that Kathy, like right after that, my call to evaporate pulled upwards to the real adventure, and we have another hard stop in the middle of the line there, followed by wide awake. Now, for me, that was almost kind of a hinge in the poem. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and I'm not sure I, you know how others feel about it, but I but I but it was it was sort of it was a moment of saying, I suppose of the speaker saying I can see what I'm doing here, mm-hmm. um, and 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 so that also kept me sort of committed to the to the piece and seeing mm-hmm. it through. Yeah, you guys, it seems like that's a transition moment. 
mm-hmm. right? Dagny, I uh, called uh, pulled upwards to the real adventure. Mm-hmm. We have another Caesura, and this one even has a little bit of extra white white space, wide awake now. Now we're pointed in a new direction. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So listen, I I love the way um, Kathy and Dagny are using like uh, phrases like "get it," like get being pulled in, right? Um, being drawn in because I find this poem baffling as all get out and mm. and yet a delight and I and I I I wonder if we could talk about that right those like I haven't I couldn't tell you what this poem is about yeah. but I can't look away yeah so does anybody so, get it you know, <laughs> and in, in in the tradition of psalms you know I was reading again I mean psalms are like a holy poem or song right and and again I was reading a description somewhere over the last day or so because I was so into this poem sort of saying a psalm is not necessarily meant to be understood Mm -hmm. um you know it's more of an experience and certainly you're expected to work at it if you want to find any meaning Mm. in it and I I think that's always true of 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 good poetry and and poetry that expects something of us that you know it doesn't just lay it all out on on the table so I mean I I would totally agree Marion if you asked Mm -hmm. me what is this about I think I could find little threads to tug on but I couldn't possibly tell you and yet I love spending time with it it's really satisfying right Right. and 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 actually like it's it's such a joy to be cuddled up next to Kathy here and like looking on her screen and 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 slushing what you can't see is our intent faces right like we're we're on these zoom screams screens looking at each other but looking so intently at this poem and for me I want to look at the very end if I took it back but not what I've suddenly become, a contrail of promises, sci-fi crimes, Saturn in the traffic, right? Like that is for me a great moment of like, I have no idea what this is about. And I love those images, <laughs> especially like invoking Saturn because it, it, it almost feels like it's playing with the car, the Saturn, right? oh, yeah, but yeah. also the God, like eating its children, right? right? I'm chasing altars to the daylight of you. I have a problem and a question with that line, right? Can it's right now the, the altar is spelled A L T E R S, right? Yes. And I want it A L T A R S, right? Like the thing, right? Altar. Right. It's the verb, but it's like noun here. And I honestly, God can't tell if that's just a typo, right? I assumed it was a typo, but it's a really good question, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So does it make sense, like altar? As a as a verb being nouned here, I am chasing altars. I have trouble making meaning out of that. I love the daylight of you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right. And yeah. Uh, and the meaning changes a lot whether it's uh, an altar as in a church, yeah, or to alter oneself, right? Yeah. Very mm-hmm. different meanings, but yeah. um, I, and I want to pause here. I'm bringing this up because you know, slushies you know, even the best of us make mistakes in our, our pieces, sure. right? And, and you know, you, you, you comb the hair of a, a document, you try to catch everything and you submit it. Um, and still there might be a little glitch in there, right? And so I, I, I guess I want to reassure you, dear slushies, if there's a typo in a great poem, it's not going to keep the poem away from being published. <laughs> if it's a great poem, right? Well, you know what? I think that, I think that I'm going to just Differ with you yeah, just yeah, a tiny yeah. bit. Yeah. I think there are if th- if that word was earlier, yep. we would probably be less forgiving. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I do think there are editors who who might say, 
Bye-bye. I'm not going to write you and ask you about spellings. Right. 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 Yeah. And, and in this specific case, I don't think this is might this then grows into one of those situations where sometimes we do cringe on a line, let's say on a whole line. Mm-hmm. And then we say, do we forgive it? Right. Right. Does right. the rest of it have enough value and quality or whatever and we're looking for? Like, right. So like it's the privilege of being an editor, right? Yeah, the yeah. Of being a reader, right? No, that's why I'm smirking right. against Leslie. Right. You can't see it, but I'm smirking to use those words. Right. Value, you know. Priv- right. Right. Exactly. Forgiving. Um, and forgiving, forgiving right. uh, mistakes, right? But it's true. If like you can read past it, and the poem is still mesmerizing, right? Right. And then the then the editorial team will take it seriously, right? But if it's such an a, a big error. And you, the reader can't read past it. Right. You're pushed out of the poem and, and it, then it doesn't work. Right. I, I'm just trying to make sure that Brother David and everybody right. else out there knows you right. should prove yes. Yes. your work very closely. And slushies, you're just listening to the good cop, <laughs> bad cop version of the <laughs> This is what happens at editorial meetings, right? Yeah, we said we wanted it to be transparent. Mm-hmm. Here we is. Um, so, so yeah, I want to, I want to just talk about the line really early on that I love. That is, look how Christian a puddle of vomit can be. <laughs> yes. And, oh, yeah. Um, I think I'm partial to this right now because I just finished reading Flannery O'Connor's The Violent Barrett Away. And, um, mm-hmm. I just love that book. And, um, part of that is, um, you know, looking at the kind of the violent and the ugly and the mysterious parts of Christianity, like the really, really ugly parts and her kind of disdain with the niceness parts Mm -hmm. of Christianity. Like you're not a good Christian if you're just nice to people, basically. And when I see this, uh, this line with vomit, um, you know, it's immediately, um, you know, grotesque in that way, right? To think about it. And I just think that sets this up for such an interesting poem um, that that also seems to be somehow about the circle of life. And, and as we've all talked about, like the mystery. Um, and that's why I think this works so, so well for me. And, and I was so into it even that I was listening to Dagny read it. And I didn't even, I didn't, wasn't looking at the word alters, you know? So I think I I just want to throw in there that I feel that's a different kind of typo in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And Sam, I'm so glad you pointed at that line too. Like, look, look how Christian of puddle of vomit can be early in the poem. Did the Mm -hmm. very thing that Kathy and Dagny were talking about too. Like, I am so drawn into that because, and, and I love how you pointed, like how you describe that as this sort of the grotesquerie, right, mm-hmm. of of Christianity, like fantastic. I have a weird request yeah. before we vote. Dagny, could you read it again? I I, I just want to hear it again. That's not a weird request. I think that'll be really pleasurable for all of us. Okay, then I have a pleasurable. Request. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Psalm. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Nomad, no man, no son, father, son. I am bright, rusted, and wretched. You turned the doorknob right, hot shower and cold bathroom tile. I was wrapped in that small, soaked rug, a place that filled the garden of our souls, superior and sown, stones dancing across a lake. 
Look how Christian a puddle of vomit can be. You held me, let me breathe into your arm. You forked my tongue and sewed a map to North Dakota with that black medial lace. For hell's sake, I am holy, holy, calm, and true. Be escaped, be fallen, black and blue. My call to evaporate pulled upwards to the real adventure. Wide awake now, bruised vanity, summer of head colds and bodies washed up on the pebbled shore. If I took it back, my sunglassed future glance, my walk of muses, my pacing lonely apartments, spitting on each and every brick. If I took it back, but not what I've suddenly become, a contrail of promises, sci-fi crimes, Saturn in the traffic. I'm chasing altars to the daylight of you. Feels like I feel it, prone to rip the husk of your lips. Still, the rusted sun of red starlight, gospel music touching lovers in the limo behind the hearse. I am lying, let moonlight citrus me further. Then Sunday will come and sweep it all away back into the Rose Quartz River of a song. Dagny, you read that so beautifully. Oh, thank you. Well, th thank you, John Leonard. Wow, what a piece. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 do, I do like how the poem returns to its beginnings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So after that altar line, feels like I feel it. Gosh, I, I mean, it's kind of part of the project of this poem is like, it's almost like, am I alive? You know, if I pinch my skin hard enough, I, I relate to that. That feels like I feel it. And then we get into still the rusted, uh, rusted sun of red starlight. So back to rusted from, from the top of the, you know, mm. the, the intro to the poem. Um, yeah, I just, it's very satisfying. Those, those uh, language links. <laughs> mm -hmm. Great. Well, I think we might be ready to vote. What say you? I, I say yay. Awesome. Sounds right. good. Let's vote. Okay. okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna use my sweater to block my view of Kathy. By the way, I love this. Can I, I have this? Aw, gave it to my mom. <laughs> oh, it's really cute. It's a, it's a boyfriend shirt. It's one of those. Yeah, yeah. Real comfy, shirts. soft. Yeah, super sure. comfy. And that, and now I'm using it as a curtain to, to have privacy as we vote. Ready? <laughs> One, two, <laughs> three. <laughs> okay i hope there was a little dramatic tension there but i doubt it that that's a hard yes um yay leonard thank you so much john leonard for that poem i'm gonna be proud to have it um and slushies you can go look at it even now on the podcast um page so what's next fledgling second poem does anybody have a, a deep desire to read Samantha or KVM? What do you want, KVM? Do you want to read it or do you want me to? You read it. Okay. Okay. She'll probably make me giggle in the middle. So, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> She'll tickle you. <laughs> the tickle me episode. Get in trouble with that shit. <laughs> okay. Fledgling. Waking up to the white bone of dawn, memory of light, half light of darkness a daily prophecy of frozen floorboards, this cold fading silence of Sunday morning, falling like the ash of a 30 year volcanic winter, 
the way all of our merit would vanish if we gave up, a moment of the day to plunge back into our dreams. Light, now imagined as radiant cloud or burning crown, the slow trudge outside, curse and prayer of woodpile, eastern red cedar still asleep, erasure of termites, black mm -hmm. snake of phone line limp with snow, sick fledgling, whose eyes didn't close, not even once throughout the night, who waited out the insectile buzz of street lamps, waited for one final glimpse of flame, moments now, moments, and the flick of my letter will catch its eye, the soft glow of cherry, the ritual of my ignorance, the weeks of feeling watched, so full of myself that I thought it must be God. By dusk, one of us dead and the other none the wiser. Oh, that's such a great nice. Sam. Nice. Nicely done. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting how this poem starts with those short lines again and then kind of relaxes into the longer line. It, it it's feeling like a a bit of a house style <laughs> yeah. yeah well again we also we have no stanza break either this is shorter that's right that is it's um same kind of density i say even though it's shorter yeah and lots of like end stops on the lines right like mm -hmm. there's there is enjambment right um but there's there's really a kind of um finality right uh to, to many of these lines yeah they're kind of used to underscore yeah mm -hmm. And so the scene of the poem for me is is like like really vividly um, carved, right? The and, and let me see if I'm getting it, what you guys are getting. Like this, the speaker is lighting a cigarette, right? And the light of that cigarette is sort of reflect, like catching the eye, right, of this fledgling that's perishing, right? And the speaker's imagining that bird like staying awake. Right, mm -hmm. or keeping its eyes open all night, catching the rise of one more dawn, right? And then it perishes. So there's that sense of like, you know, again, the cycle of life um, and the inevitability of death and the, you know, what can you do, right? Like cre creatures come and, and go in that cycle and then the speaker is, is witness to it, right? Um, right. Yeah, yeah, is that, is that where you guys are taking away? Uh, you know, the, the speaker is the one who's none the wiser. Right. Right. So he, yeah. he, I'm putting a he on there. I don't know why. Um, the speaker won't know when the fledgling dies right. or if it dies or just blew right. away. Right. Right. So that's kind of interesting. Right. And the none the wiser is, it seems like it's gesturing in two ways, like unbeknownst to whether this fledgling lives or dies, but also after even after all that thinking and contemplation really what what do you know right you know i love the um the penultimate line um mm -hmm. and that and the idea of so full of myself that it must be god oh let me go back one the ritual of my ignorance the weeks of feeling watched and i love this idea um that you would feel this way like with nature with like a, you know a bird friend or whoever that keeps visiting you because um you know to kind of to go, go aside for a minute, I feel we hear a lot about like parasocial relationships and how people feel watched and these relationships that aren't real with people online. Yeah. Like the idea that it's not something that is new just because of technology, like that this right. poem kind of reminds me that we're always kind of feeling watched and, and it's older than technology. And it, it kind of, I like that connection with, with the past, with people 
kind of making these communities that maybe aren't always real. Great point, Sam. Great. Yeah, that, that's a really, really interesting point. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's a great addition on, on something that I was feeling with this poem, was, which is that there are these clues that it feels like this person is in this um, either kind of remote um, or at least um, slightly remote and, and run down sort of cabin, the, you know, the cold floorboards, the trudging out to the wood pile. Um, it, 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 it felt a lot like a form of self-exile and where this person has time to observe and feel observed. And so, and, and so Sam, what you just said is got kind, of, kind of adds another interesting layer on top of that. It really deepens it. Sorry, slushies, that is the sound of thinking. And rereading, that's and re the sound of rereading. Yep, so go to the site and look mm -hmm. at the poem with us and we'll all just be quiet together. Collective reading. So I, I'm, I'm really taken by that, those opening two lines, waking up to the white bone of dawn. What an image, right? Mm -hmm. And it really captures sort of the, the light in the landscape memory of light, half-life of darkness, right? Like, so interesting to think about the way the landscape is being cultivated in the poem, mm -hmm. and rendered and, and with like such... Um, the light, I like the juxtaposition of the that moment before it's fully morning. Mm -hmm. Memory of light implying, for me at least, I read that like, it's not fully light yet. It's yeah. It's just the memory. It's cloudy light. Yeah. And then half life of darkness. Yeah. It's still yeah. dark too. The, the two think, two times are I shared. Could, I could be wrong, but I think that's actually called civil twilight. Oh, okay. It's actually like a specific moment, and there's a name for like that turning, which is mm -hmm. just. But mm -hmm. this this poem does such a great job of evoking. The, like I can see that light. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And the daily prophecy of frozen floorboards, something you can count on. They, they will be cold to the touch. And I guess maybe that's the thing. I'm remembering like Jason's comments sometimes about like symbol systems or image systems in a poem. And there really is a, a the, the way these images are doing the work of creating the setting mm. by being so proximate to each other and sort of echoing and, and reverberating like these they resonate with each other, like the color of the light, the feel of the floorboard, the even the um, the eastern red cedar that's still asleep, right? Like it's it's on its way to waking, and it's in that half light, right? Um, right. Yeah. I'm wondering. I really, I have, to, I can't believe I can't think of this poem. It's calling to me that really famous poem about the father building the fire before oh, yeah. the kids are awake. Those winter Sundays Sunday. by Robert Those winter Hayes. Sundays, yeah. And, yeah. and I mean it, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I mean it in the very best way. Yeah. It was so evocative of that in those first lines. Yeah. But I didn't mind it. I didn't feel, you know, like the yeah. richness of those winter Sundays yeah. enhanced this poem. Yeah. And you know, totally. Because look at the fourth line, this cold fading silence of Sunday morning. And the first line of Hayden is um, Sunday, Sunday, Sundays too, too, my father, my father got up early. early. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but like winter and winter Sundays, like masterpiece of a poem really do, does this great work of like 
the speaker now looking back on the event right and then re-seeing it right right and making sense of it this it, it feels really present like there's not a gap between the speaker now and the speaker recounting the moment right he's yeah we're in Absolutely. it with him but right what a what uh you know kind of tour de force effort of describing this bone yeah. white morning right the, the chill mm -hmm. like and that mm -hmm. phrase like bone white the white bone of dawn I'm already feeling the chill on my bones, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it's um, a powerful series of images, but oh, I love that Hayden poem. Thank you for putting that in my head. Yeah. The poem put it, the poem put it in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it is kind of the immediate enactment of what those Sunday mornings seem to have felt like. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and if you go back to the end of the poem, the soft web cherry, the ritual of my ignorance, the weeks of feeling watched, so full of myself that I thought it must be God. By dusk, one of us dead and the other none the wiser is, is, is such a, it's in keeping with that landscape, right? That it, it's, it's, um, it doesn't become sentimental and it doesn't redeem anything that's come before it, right? Whereas that Hayden poem, there's a redemption at the end that the speaker realizes that the father's act was is always love. love. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. There's no there's no redemption here. It's a really steady, right? Like keep keep keeping of again. It's that like witness to the cycle of life, just witnessing it mm -hmm. and not grieving it, right? But yeah, like a steady description. Yeah. These are just the facts. Right. The ritual of my ignorance I love as well. I mean, I think, you know, um, I also love the Sunday mornings poem, but this poem also feels like part of transcendentalists, right? Like it feels yeah. part of that lineage and yet it's not necessarily hopeful in that way either, right? Like they're not being, they're not actually finding something in nature um, in the way in what kind of that, that lineage does typically. <laughs> I like that's interesting, Sam. Thank you for putting that in my head too. Like the way this does sort of sit squarely in the ecology of that moment and yet resists hope. Like it really doesn't become, it's not focusing on transformation in a hopeful sense at all. No, it's just ritual of my ignorance, right? It's just this is this is what I do. I light my cigarette, I wake up. Um and and I and I like that a lot. I like that we get to sit with this speaker in this moment, not during like a moment of epiphany or something. Yeah. But, so, but the contradiction or the irony is like the ritual of my ignorance, that actually comes at the end of like tip, almost 14 lines of really beautifully described, not ignorant, <laughs> right? Um, poetry work of, of capturing a moment, right? So that's mm -hmm. an interesting contradiction, mm -hmm. right? That he's both ignorant and extremely observant, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And observant in a way that I feel like I'm reading this and I want to be there. Like I want to live this way. Like it feels instructive in a way that um like does feel like something that I want. And then we get to that and there's there's almost this great right. humility there. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. again attractive. Yeah. And 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 we are alongside for the, the ritual and the work earlier on in the pro poem with that slow trudge outside the curse and prayer of woodpile, which is that, yeah, like you've got you've got to just work to survive every day. You've got to go out, you've got to get the wood, you've got to split the wood, you've got to build the fire, and you'll have to do it again, just like feeding ourselves or anything else. You'll just you're gonna have to do it again tomorrow and again. 
Yeah, absolutely. So to quote um, what Dagny said earlier too, about like, I just want to stay with this poem, right? Like there's mm-hmm. something about it that again, rewards that rereading. And I, and I like Sam's word, humility. Yes. Too. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Humility rather than like over sentimentalizing it or right. like landing on a profound, like some profundity, you know? Although I'm going to steal insectile buzz of straight lamps. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'll tell you what. We're gonna... I'm just saying. <laughs> my little my little house where my mom lives has a back porch. And we sit out there sipping whiskey. Yep. So yep. let's get the image. Yep. And when the street lights come on, don't they sound like hundred percent? hundred percent. That's why I can't wait to say, yes. listen to that insectile buzz. Pass <laughs> <laughs> <Paris> the whiskey. <laughs> Is there any more of this? <laughs> oh, oh boy. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think maybe we should vote. Okay. I vote no. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. You're supposed to be anonymous. <laughs> All right. Some drama. Okay. Go. <laughs> One, two, three, vote. <laughs> and that is a second. Unanimous, not anonymous. Because we already told you our name. <laughs> Go, John Leonard. Go, John Leonard. Thank you so much, John Leonard. Uh, these these pieces are really great, and I want to read them again when we hang up. <laughs> this, is, this is a vote, a true vote of the power of poetry. Yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of want to stay here all day and keep reading these. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Thank you, John Leonard. Thank you, Dagny and Samantha and Talia, the magic worker, mm-hmm. and uh, Marion. And uh, if if nobody has anything else to say, I think it's bye from Charlotte. In what state are we in? <laughs> North Carolina. Charlotte, <laughs> North Carolina. We are in a state of yeah. Anybody have anything to say? <laughs> I love you. All right. Thank you, KBL. All right. Tell us how we're doing. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone.